Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Culture Jack podcast, specifically welcome back to on today's episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, the sequel. And so this is kind of a unique on today's episode or on this episode um, because it's going to be the both of us. It's going to be Anthony and myself, Dustin, uh, as your as your host. So, Anthony, you just put on a mask that's going to muffle it. Muffle. Muffle. Oh, how nice of you to join us for the Venom. <laughs> Let there be carnage review. Yeah, we just watched Venom. Let there be carnage. We're like a half hour fresh. Yep. So it's perfect timing to dive into our thoughts. There is going to be spoilers. Oh, big spoilers big, for this. Yep. If you do not want to be spoiled for Venom uh, and... Well, yeah, it, it, this this has pretty big implications, and so if you're the kind of person that likes likes for big uh, future things to be announced in the movies that you see directly, d- turn off the podcast now, save it for later, and we'll be we'll be here. We'll we'll wait for you in your phone or your computer. Yep. Or if you're that type of person that doesn't want to spend the twelve bucks to go see it, and you want to listen to us drudge on about our thoughts, you can live and, vicariously yeah, through us. I mean, this is you if go. you are on a budget. There, this is the thing to do. There, there you go. Um, but before we dive into them, guys, as always, make sure to hit the subscribe button, share the content. If you've been a loyal subscriber, all we ask is please share it and drop a review on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to. Today's episode is going to be awesome. <laughs> well, you say that ahead of time. Like if we had recorded it already. Oh, no, it's good. The intro. It, it's going to be completely. It's going to be carnage. <laughs> this is this is very on brand for it's you. It's going to be awesome carnage. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with this show that we put on on the Culture Jack podcast, this isn't one where we talk about the news. It's not one where Anthony or myself has a, has a particular uh, thing that has struck our interest or our fancy and we're talking about that. No, uh, this is a review and recap show. Basically, we're talking about... Uh, different episodes of shows that we're watching, or in this case, uh, we're talking about a movie that we just watched, and we're going to break down uh, some of the key aspects uh, to the movie. We're going to talk a little bit about the characters and the story and the plot and where it's going, and there will be, uh, just once again, for anyone that may have been, I don't know, sneezing, talking to your spouse, uh, well, we've said it, there's going to be spoilers for this one, uh, for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So, before we get into the movie, what did you expect going into Venom to let there be carnage. I, I honestly expected more of what we saw from Venom one, uh, where we had the character. I was hoping to see the evolution of Eddie Brock and Venom, the symbiote, uh, come together and kind of grow the relationship because in the first movie, it was introductions. We'll say, And so there was that aspect of it. And of course we left Venom one knowing that Woody Harrelson was going to take the role of carnage on, um, in this creepy fucking cell scene at the end of the movie. Um, so knowing that I was excited, I, to some degree, I I wouldn't say a fanboy of it, but I like the way they did Venom one. I know that there's some controversial, uh, opinions about the way that Sony, has produced these movies and they, the way that they tell their stories. But personally, I think Tom Hardy does great as Eddie Brock. 
I think casting Woody Harrelson as uh, Cletus Cassidy, good, good, good on you. Um, and I think it's a story that hasn't been told. Andy Circus being the director is exciting. Um, and yeah, so I had, I, I don't want to see like high out of this world expectations because given the nature of what was to come, um, but my expectations were to see the evolution of Eddie Brock and the symbiote Venom grow their relationship. And let's see what the fuck Woody Harrelson, Cletus Cassidy, and then as you saw from the commercials, uh, Shriek, uh, what what mayhem are they going to uh, bestow upon us within the San Francisco, the Bay Area? So Okay, uh, so I, I shared a similar mindset to you going into the movie. I just wanted more of the first one. And uh, they changed directors. Andy yep. Serkis was directing. Yep. Do you think uh, tonally Andy Serkis and Tom Hardy and the, and the crew – maintained kind of the same tone from the first one or do you do you feel like having circus in the director's chair uh really changed the dynamic of of the venom venom movie and characters i i think he built on the continuity <clears throat> i i think the the relationship like i said between venom and uh eddie brock was a necessity and he built on it and it was it was recognizable, you know. It wasn't a new a new guy taking the chariot, and you're like, "What are we watching here? This is totally not uh, what I was expecting." In that sense, so yeah, I think I think Andy Serkis did a great job with carrying the torch and telling his story the way that Andy Serkis wanted to tell it. Okay, all right. Well, let's get into the movie a little bit. Um, stop me and expound upon anything that I anything that I say here, uh, but. I God, I can't even remember where the movie starts off proper. It starts off at the police station, right? They're talking to Eddie Brock. There's that that officer uh, who was talking. Oh, I, yeah, oh no! It started with Cletus and Shriek as young as adolescents. Yeah, so they de-aged Raven, Ravencroft. They de-aged Woody Harrelson, didn't they? For the for whole a movie? young for a young Cletus. No, I don't think or so. Is that I think just I, a different actor? It's just a different actor because it didn't. They used his voice though. Oh yeah, yeah. They just used the voice. They voice over the actor. Um, I don't. That did not really look like it. It, Woody. it, it <clears throat> took me out because I I was I was trying to figure out if they had de-aged him or if they had just put no, a different actor no, with that, his voice. That, that it was, was it was a little it was a strange choice I think. <laughs> Yeah, that that uh, sequence, the opening sequence, really uh, was that was a different actor. That was not a de-aged version. There was dramatic details that were not his features, not distinctly Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I mean, so keep going though. So they kick off. They're in. Yeah, so you know these two kids, Essex, I think, right? That, uh, not that was not it. Essex. Uh, something Estates. They went later. Was they went to Ravencroft? Yeah, that was but I don't, it was something estates. Okay. Well, let's keep going though. Okay. So these two young kids, these two young crazies in love as a story as old as time, uh, Cletus and I can't recall her name, but her, her alias is shriek. Uh, they shared a, a padded room next to each other essentially. And they were passing, uh, you know, notes and sweet nothings and tender hellos and goodbyes uh, through the, the duct, duct work. Yep. Yeah, the the pipes in the in the building when she had to be removed uh, yeah. to or, go. Well, she 
uh, they were leading up to her being removed. She didn't know when, but she was like, right. my, my powers are. And he wove her like a little promise ring out yep. of, out of a thread from a pillow or whatever, yep. threaded it through the pipes, <clears throat> gave it to her. And then they hauled her away and he went crazy. Because, like, because her powers, because they said her, your powers are getting too strong. Oh, and they're sending her to a place where other, other people like yep. her yep. are. And so they, they take her away. And as they're taking her away, he's going crazy. She's off in and the uh, transport getting drug away, getting drug away. He's and in the, he's in that. It's a classic scene. It's beautiful. It, well, it's beautiful. He's up in the the second story or third story banging asylum on the window. Yeah. Banging screaming. screaming. And she's being essentially kind of torn away from the asylum in which she found the love of her life. Yeah. And so uh, as she's in transport, though, she uses her powers on one of the officers, blasts him. His ears are hurting and he pulls out his pistol and he shoots her. We later find out that he thought he shot her dead. But, you know, that's another character in the story. And then we go to the police station where yeah. this officer and Eddie Brock are talking and they're like, hey, you know, you got to go talk to Cletus. He wanted to talk to you. He feels comfortable with you. And um, so Eddie Brock goes to the prison to talk with uh, one Cletus Cassidy. And Cletus is taunting him and talking about love lost and all this stuff. Well, Venom is looking at, uh, he's looking at the, the pictures that are scrawled in the cell wall. And Eddie Brock's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing your job, doing your job for you. <laughs> and, uh, they get home and they write uh, Venom kind of takes over his body and he starts doing these sketches through Eddie Brock's body. Wasn't that awesome when he was like, just, he took over his hand. It was like scribble, 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 scribble. It was, it was. So the conversation though, with between Eddie Brock and Cletus Cassidy was almost worthless. So right. That, that first conversation, he's like, so you just want me to, post this with you on it this is oh waste. yeah he gave him yeah. the coded message for his beloved great right? yeah. yeah and it was like this is stupid and uh yeah and then venom of course as they were walking past they're like look at the cell dummy <laughs> you know look at all the stuff he's telling you where it is and yeah and then he goes into like auto scribe mode let me let me help you that was really cool he's like he's like what did you see and he's like i'm picasso <laughs> <But> <laughs> they find uh they find out through the, the drawings that Venom has recreated now that uh, where Cletus Cassidy has buried some of his victims. And so Eddie Brock's star power uh, just begins to rise. And uh, shoot, what happened next? Oh, he bought a new motorcycle. That's what he did because he was getting more and more famous from finding these bodies. Yeah, he dropped the editorial and led. The, essentially led the investigation to the area, whatever. Cape, and the other cop something. was all pissed off that it wasn't. Yeah, and it's Detective Mulligan, Patrick Mulligan, because that he plays kind of an important part in this. And I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you're doing? Fine. Yeah, name. I was trying to figure out what the hell is the detective's name. Because he's, he's like, he, yeah, he was a bigger, the whole a bigger movie. character yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So he gets some fame. Um, he gets a new motor, which is funny. I like how they did that. Because he's like, I'll take, I'll take that. But there's controversy on the rise between El Symbiote. Right. Cause he wants to eat. 
He wants to eat and Eddie's not letting him eat. He wants to do things. He says to eat your chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've got two pet chickens, Sonny and Cher. Yeah. And he says, eat your, chi-. he, he says, eat those chickens. They've got brains. And he was like, not Sonny and Cher. They're special yeah. or something. Yeah. So we definitely got to see a lot more character. I feel like from Venom as opposed yeah. to just the, the quibs between the two where it was like, blah, 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 like very short stints. The introduction I feel like is over at this point. There is a legitimate relationship and uh, they're arguing. They're like a married couple. Yeah. He says to he's going to leave. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, that wasn't, that wasn't yet though. N- no, because Cletus Cassidy was put, uh, got the death sentence. The governor was like, I'm going to forget about the statue yep. of limitations. And they reinstituted I, the yep. lethal injection. Yep. Just for this guy, man, which seems like super illegal and weird. But we're, we're living in the, the, the comic book world, but this guy also is a mass murderer. I'm not defending mass murder. I'm just, just saying, I'm just, I'm also just saying, so now what we are at a just saying impasse. We yeah, have, right. we've right. built up our walls. I'm we just saying we went nowhere with it. We just said it. We just said, <laughs> I'm just saying this is the stupid. I hate that saying. So, so much. I, I, yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. You used your mouth. That's why you're just yeah, saying that's, that's exactly what it is. So there you see you, but you do see some relationship issues occurring. You do while in the slightest. That was the mugging that they thwarted. Yeah. That was after his chicken debacle. When he called himself the lethal protector. Yeah. For the first yeah, time yeah, yeah. he called himself oh, lethal protector. So many, many times, so many times, so many times. Um, and that, yeah, there was a mugging or what we thought was a, mugging, a lot of funny dialogue. <laughs> oh my I gosh. will say that. They emphasize the di- the internal dialogue between Venom and between Eddie Brock in this like w- like way a hundred and ten percent more. Yeah, yeah, because there there's in almost internally in passing kind of situations towards this. It's that his head pops out, his tentacle pops out. This, um, but yeah, so they're at the point of um. Cletus Cassidy is now up for death row. And then the conversation kicks between Venom and him because Venom wants him. He sent him a postcard with inscriptions kind of written around the postcard, inviting him essentially to his death sentence because right. you, yeah. you are the re essentially, you know, I don't know what the fucking postcard said, but essentially it says something like you're the fucking reason I'm heading to the chair. So come you know, I want you to be my my visitor, my guest, yep. as you're the one that invited me to the chair kind of situation. And pre right before this or or a sequence or two before, you can see that Shriek finds out that he's going to the chair. Because she gets the paper she that's the got paper. his coded message in it. Yep. And he's he's doomed, right? And then you also see uh, a very short sequence of him fucking punching the walls with blood. The walls that gave the locations of the murder or the victims yeah. bodies. And you did so it yourself, you dummy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And so um, there's, there's dialogue between the two. Don't go, don't do it. You know, then I'm saying, fuck this guy, essentially. And Eddie Brock's like, no, I need to do this. I am the one that put him in this position. I need to, to kind of, you know, so what I reap kind of situation, I need to face this fucking thing. And, right. and uh, maybe I can get a story. Yeah. Out of that's it, what it was, you know, and we'll see. So a little bit of, again, I like how there was a little bit of controversy because the continuity between the controversy between the two 
in hindsight, now that we've watched it, we've had a little bit of time to let it breathe. It makes more sense now than it may be even during watching it because there was a lot of really good continuity of character differences between those two because he's like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Let's not waste our time. Right. Um, to where he's like, no, dude, like I did this. I reaped the rewards. Now it's time to face the, face the man that I'm sending to lethal injection. Yeah. And is there, where's the story is, is he going to give, finally give me something because he didn't actually give him those, those bodies. He venom actually helped. Right. He invested, recycle the information. Sherlock Holmes, venom basically. Yeah. And so obviously the next plausible thing is for him to go see, uh, uh, Cletus Cassidy in the cell at his last supper, which was really lame looking, by the way. I don't know if you n- took notice of that. It looked like, like he apple. got like a burger from yeah. some joint or something. Like, like he a had an apple and a circus cup or some <laughs> shit. And he's just sitting there being a fucking weirdo. He's, he is a psychopath, though, to, in to, all honesty. True. true. Very, that's, that's very true. And he's in this like tiny cell in the corner. You can see where the uh, lethal injection chamber is located. And, uh, of course they go in. That was his last wishes was to meet with uh, Eddie Brock and have this conversation. And it, uh, of course evolves into a very aggressive, I'm going to push your fucking buttons situation, um, which was nice. I also liked Eddie Brock's. So for both interviews, he was like, dude, what do you want? Like are you giving me something here, you just wasted my fucking time, kind of thing. I liked right. how his approach was. Tom Hardy did a good job on yeah. being like, "Come on, dude! Like, I don't give a shit about you, dude." Tom Hardy is Eddie Brock, and I know we talked about it in the truck on the way back, but it was like his character is so like disheveled. He's wrecked. He's got like the scruffy facial hair. Mm-hmm. His hair's a mess. He looks like he smells. He looks like someone who's being inhabited by an alien symbiote. Like, yeah. just like, like shit is not one, going his it way. It was great. It was great. I mean, it was great in the first one. It continues to be great in the second one. Yep. Yeah. So the conversation goes, goes uh, the direction I, I was kind of expecting. Cause it was like, at first it was very standoffish and he's like, dude, are you wasting my time? Puts a recorder up on the uh, cell column and there's not a lot going on. It's like, dude, what are you going to give me? And then of course you get, what you expect, like what I was expecting. I, that's what I was expecting. It's like, how is he going to lure him? How is he going to bait him? Cause he had to be baited, but he didn't bait Eddie Brock. He baited venom eventually. Well, yes, but he didn't know that he was pushing buttons for Eddie. Brock right, 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 and right. Venom was like, fuck this guy and, and got aggressive. He got aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And fucking was slamming him around. And then, <laughs> well, we got a little close contact. Brock moved toward the cell as this thing. And he's essentially yelling at him. Fucking stop, stop kind of situation. And the crazy motherfucker <laughs> that bites him like an animal. That he is. Yeah. Fucking bites him. And I love how that he had this insane look like, what are you sir? Harold? The realization. Yeah, yeah. Like I've tasted blood before. That isn't blood. <laughs> You're special, Eddie. You're special as You've he talks. Secret. Shut up, Eddie. As as he comments, as he is being essentially escorted out because right, of, right, right. The, the interaction, the confrontation. Yeah, which was cool. Like I like how they yeah. did that. It wasn't played over the top. I don't feel like. I don't feel like it was like this over exaggerated thing. I feel like it was like 
this crazy situation that happened. He got escorted out. Um, kind of interesting that there was no kind of tests or anything conducted no. immediately afterwards. Well, and then he weird. looked at his finger, uh, Cletus, he wiped the blood off of his lip and he looked at his finger and the blood started bouncing started doing little yeah, tendrilly yeah. things off his finger and he's, and he's like, like mm. oh, I'm like, yep, yum I'm delicious gonna, i'm going for round two yeah. on that taste test <laughs> and then at that point we we obviously know i mean if you watch the movie and you watch the trailer if you're not connecting the dots at this point if this is new news to you and right, you, right, right. you've been paying attention holy shit have you missed the <laughs> missed the story to this one folks um yeah so that happens then they got in the fight who got in a fight? Eddie and Eddie and Venom. Yeah, that evening. Yeah. yeah, and they were like a divorce couple. And oh, wait, 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 no, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't. When did? Oh shit, we missed a piece right before the Cletus Cassidy. So, right before the Cletus Cassidy visit, him, uh, Eddie Brock and his ex fiance got together. Right. And so, so just she... a quick, quick rewind there. Right before the Cletus Cassidy thing, what ended the the disagreements we'll say between venom and and eddie at that time was a phone call by his ex-fiance they go and end up meeting and she is telling him hey i'm gonna marry dan whips out this big ring eddie and (laughs) and venom of course have we'll say different feelings about the situation i'm gonna make you cry (laughs) that was the funny that was so fucking funny but there was such an emotional moment uh in that too though because Venom was chiding Eddie and he was like, hey, you know, Dan's useless. I hate Dan. We should take her back. Tell her we love her. You know, all this stuff, all of what essentially are probably Eddie's raw emotions that he's, you know, he's putting on a brave face and he's saying, well, you know, congratulations uh, or or whatever. And she's like, make it believable. And he's trying to, but he's awkward and he's sad. He's, he's upset. And then they have like that special moment when they leave the restaurant and they're sitting on the motorcycle. Oh, this is after oh. him driving recklessly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and Venom like, is I can't get hurt. Yeah, Venom's essentially uh forcing detour from driving into oncoming right. traffic. Yeah. And then uh he's like, you know, I can you can heal me from anything. I can't die. Yeah. I can't, and he's just he's just bereft. And then he takes off his helmet and he's like crying and, and Venom's telling him, Hey, look, man. We can heal from a lot. We can do a lot. But, you know, the uh, these emotional damages are, you know, they're the, the they're hardest, beyond, yeah, they're they're the longest me, to, yeah. to heal. Um, and he can't do it. Yeah. I mean, he flat out says, like, this is the one thing I can't do for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, that was a but, pretty impactful it, But moment. it was. And, yeah. hey, we're in this together. Let's, let's <clears throat> you know, move forward. And then it went into Cletus, Cletus Cassidy. We just covered the Cletus Cassidy bite thing. Right. And then, you know, after that it's obviously leading to, Hey, shit's about to hit the fan. And then right. it leads into, uh, Eddie Brock's fucking pissed at venom. It's like, dude, you fucking idiot. What were you doing? Because yeah. Eddie Brock did not instigate that situation. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was not the reason for him to be bitten by a fucking psychopath. And then they fought and, <laughs> Oh, they did all kinds of shit, dude, for sure. <laughs> like they were like a divorce, uh, a couple that was getting a divorce or, or in you know, a boyfriend and girlfriend moving, separating out together and uh venom said get out of my house <laughs> That's, yeah <laughs> and they're like connected it was a, it yeah. was a funny shit a lot of a lot of uh physical we'll say they got a little physical yeah um and then venom really got pissed he threw all of his shit all eddie he threw his tv out the window yeah he was gonna throw the chicken out the window remember no eddie 
pick the chicken up when he was holding the, when Venom was holding the TV out and he was like, I'll do it. And he's yeah. like, not Sonny. <laughs> yeah. And he, he dropped the window and he set the chicken dropped down. Dropped the TV. Yeah. Because Eddie wasn't going to hurt. No, no. And then they separated. The symbiote actually left him. And then he started jumping onto other bodies. And then he destroyed his fucking Ducati motorcycle. His brand new. I mean, like, he yeah. destroyed. Yeah. The motorcycle was gone. Um, and then he went from. I like how they did that, too. He was going from person to person to person. Right. In which. But escalates. there was no pair. Like, that's, there, that's there what no it was. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's what links him to Eddie yeah. Brock. Which is important. Because if it wasn't that way, then it would be a boring what the fuck's the point yeah yeah it would be like oh he's a skin jumper you he know? can live but, anywhere exactly and so you get to live through the uh duress that eddie brock has been under he cleans his apartment for the first time like ever meanwhile fucking venom's out clubbing and jumping bodies there's a funny i don't want to i don't want to dive too much into the nightclub sequence uh that that should be best <laughs> left i feel like that should be best left for the viewer we'll just say that it's the first time that I can recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, where Venom is a Venom speaking in a public venue, and he cherishes and we'll say he mic drops. That <laughs> he moment. does mic drop. You know, That's he cherishes right. the moment of explaining his frustrations. <laughs> he he eventually then, ends up back with um, Mrs. Chen. I think is her name. Yep, Miss uh, Chen. Yep, over at at her little uh, little convenience little, little store. Stop. Yep. And they talked about earlier in the show about the chocolate delivery not being in, and then Venom threatened to eat eat her. Yep. Um, but she was like, "Where's Where's Eddie?" And he's like, a, "You know, hurting. He's a hurting unit. Yeah. You know, some other dude." Well, that's I, I think that's going on while the the other parts of the story are being oh, told. Oh, well, right? Cletus yes, Cassidy's Cletus being put injected. to death. He gets injected. You see the uh whatever the chemical is that's being injected into his body uh essentially be rejected <laughs> and, oh yeah the blood stops it it's like no nope. and then it shoots it back out and then you see what would be best described as a pulse of spikes of red carnage <laughs> uh protrude from his gown that he once the was formation the, the of man. this nemesis yeah and creature then you know shit's hitting the fan. Shit does hit the fan. Dude breaks out, obviously. Tears the prison apart. Yeah. Chases after the what he says something to the warden. He says, any last words and like bites his head off or yep. some shit. And then he's after. Oh, and then he actually he goes and steals a 1966 and a half because there was no <laughs> uh 66 uh Mustang, red Mustang convertible. Makes a deal with the devil, which in this case is Carnage. Hey, he hot wires you it help with me. his little Carnage tendrils. Yeah, you help me. I got to go get somebody I care about, and then I'll help you. Yeah, yeah, because because Carnage is like, we've got to go stop the one guy that can stop me. Yep. And Cletus is like, well, wait a second, no problem, but yep, we got to go rescue my lady first. Yep, and then I mean that's that's essentially the bulk setup for where we're heading, right? And so. Um, without trying to skip over too much, I mean, there's a lot of the end. Let's get to the post credits. That's all I want to talk about. I know. Well, there, I mean, there, there's a lot of buildup in between. I, I, I don't want to glaze over too much, but there's the separation between Eddie Brock and uh, Venom. And then we'll just say for the sake of conversation that carnage wreaks carnage. They go after and get fucking shriek. I mean, it's that simple. They went to Ravenloft. They figured out where she was. And he went in like a boss because he's a fucking he is a boss. The the thing about uh, the Shriek Carnage duo 
I think that was the my least favorite part of the whole movie. Just kind of that combination of characters. I don't know. It felt like it wasn't necessary for this like Bonnie and Clyde routine that they're doing all of a sudden. Although during that prison breakout scene, uh, when they were outside and she was in the car and he had the car all carnage webbed up outside of Ravencroft and he was smashing through police officers and stuff and throwing, (laughs) throwing stuff at the helicopter. Um, And then she screamed uh, to help him out. And he not realizing that uh, that scream hurts carnage, hurts symbiotes. And so he, uh, he turns back into Cletus Cassidy and they, they land on the ground in the car and he's like, don't do that. You're hurting him. And then carnage is like in his ear. And it's like, if she does that again, I'll kill her or something like that. And so that was pretty, pretty intense. But it led up to all of these, all of these moments uh, where um, Cletus Cassidy and Shriek, you know, are on a rampage. And then we're back with Eddie Brock. He's met up with by the detective, Detective Mulligan, who is like, hey, there's this thing on the run. What's the deal? I need to bring you in. We need to talk about it. They go in. And uh, what's her name? The Eddie Brock's ex, Anna, Anna. Um, I believe so. Let me I actually have it pulled up here. One second. Yeah. So yeah, Anne Ann Wang. Okay, so she goes in to uh, the police station and is like, hey. "Yeah, well, they called her. They called right, her. Right, right, like, right, hey, right. your boys. She's uh, a lawyer, right?" Yeah, I think she's a lawyer, and she's also like his. She's a known like next of kin to him as well. Like this dude's been in jail before. <laughs> yeah. It's not new news for Eddie Brock to, to head in. He's not, but yeah. So keep going. So she gets called in. As, yeah. As she, she comes in to, to help represent Eddie. And she's like, Hey, is Venom with you? And he's like, not right now. We had a fight, you know, whatever she goes out. And when he says, you got to go find him because right. Shit is happening because now at this point, it's no news that carnage is, wreaking havoc on the there's a city. monster out there yeah. killing people yeah so she uh goes to find venom goes to mrs chin and which is like i'm glad that they did that and they didn't turn it into this like 20 minute exposition of them looking down alleys and because they do that sometimes with these shows and you're right. like what a waste of fucking time it's it's filler for sure it is and it's like no you know go to the basics mrs chin's is staple it's the corner block bodega where they get their chocolate from. She knows that though. That's not new news. Right. Um, so keep going. So they go in and they talk with her and they're like, Hey, <clears throat> have you, have you seen Venom? Do you know where he is? And she's like, no, you know, they're not getting along. Eddie's being, he doesn't respect her. Yeah, Eddie doesn't respect her. <laughs> and she's like, a de- it was a giveaway. Yeah. She, and she caught on. Quick. It was like, wait a second. Venom, are you in there? And then, like, Mrs. Chen's eyes went, like, Venom-like, and her teeth and her face went all kind of veiny and stuff. And, and, <laughs> and, and it was funny as shit. It was funny, too, because I, I, the, the, the Venom character is, is so immature. It's so funny because he's got all these human-like qualities, but he also has all these animal-like qualities. Yeah. And he's a very, um, He's like affection driven though, too. Like you have to give him affection. Right. And he's very much like a dog. Yeah. She, she, she kissed his ass. Got to give him a pet, man. You know how cool he was and how sexy he was. And she's kind of, Oh, you're the best. You're the best hero. You're the best of the two. And then, uh, she, 
Dr. Dan didn't like that much. Shut no, up, Dan. No, that was no, hilarious. <laughs> You're not even here, Dad. No one cares about you. Yeah. <laughs> I was said, I don't like I, I love, I love, I, and, and it's so funny how so much shit is talked about that guy through this movie. I, they went out of their way, um, but, it, but it was warranted not because of Dan or anything he's done, but the position that both Venom and Eddie Brock are in, I could totally understand why they don't like him. Well, it's 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 cool because as you're watching the show, you you kind of start to see that Venom and Eddie are the same person. You don't yeah. you don't see them as like two separate people, but if you did see them as two separate people, especially when it comes to uh, Anna's and Dan's relationship, you, you, you see Venom as like just a bro looking out for his bro, man. He's like, you know what, Dan, I don't like you. Yeah. You know, Eddie can't say that, but I can say that because yeah, he, I'm his bro, like, man. Yeah. And he's, he's just like the varsity football captain that gets to come out and fucking do dumb shit is what he is. But, um, so continuing that though, there was another funny fucking sequence, right? So the symbiote venom that was in uh that was in her jumps over to on to get into the police station obviously which is funny because she turns into gwenum well not gwenum because she's not gwen but you get to see a female she turns into lady venom yeah lady venom which is cool um and then, of course, she carries Eddie Brock, which I thought was funny, <laughs> through the too. cityscape. I was jumping. trying to figure it out because it was very dark. I was like, is I, that I was too. Venom or is that Lady Venom? No, it was. It was Lady Venom, which was awesome. But what's funny is so they get to the get to Dan, get to the car, and they're going to get the symbiote from her to him. There's a funny sequence of, of uh, conversation there of him essentially pleading to get Venom back on, uh, on to Eddie Brock. And then the kind of the, the exposition between those two helping and him kind of stepping away. He fucking slams Dan's head for no, like that's what I'm saying. That's what I loved about it is it's like, it's so unnecessary, but it's so fucking funny and it's so well-timed because I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like uh, it was unwarranted because like Dan doesn't deserve any of this shit. No, but it's doesn't. so venom though. It's so venom. Where he's like, oh fuck, I'm sorry. Because it was like his <laughs> impulse to hit it him. It was. It was. It was so funny. But uh, obviously, Venom and, and uh, Eddie Brock rejoin, and it, that was cool though because he threw Anna, made uh, Eddie beg to have him come back, and. Like that juxtaposition with him begging Venom also was like him begging Anna as well, you know, to come back. Oh, he tried. Also. Venom tried to cohort to the conversation. Now we kiss. <laughs> and, then, and then when he, he went so to, from one to the so other, he like sucked so him suck. close for a, for he te- a hug. He tentacled him in. Um, and then. So unnecessary. What did though. she say? Something like, like, ew, gross or something when yeah. he said to kiss or, or whatever. Yeah, and not, and not a back. chance or some shit. Yeah, that. And and that was good. I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that they didn't but, but, make that like, dude, relationship. Again, uh, again, the continuity and the relationships in this, like, I don't know if that was Andy Circus or the writers. They did very well if you pay attention to that. And I know a lot of people don't care about that kind of stuff because we're like, oh, the story. And it's like, but that is a part of the story, man. It was really good. That is what builds that that relationship between these characters because there's a sense of um, like realism, like if you were in this situation, granted it's a fucking comic book and there's aliens and whatnot, but it's like, this is shit that if you and I were making a movie up 
and we really got into the nuts and bolts of it, we would say stupid shit like this for it to be because we're real people. Well, the, the relationships are real. That's what I appreciate. I, I like the fact that the writers didn't feel like the need to shoehorn in this romantic interest in Anna. That, that was just not that that was just, forced. It, it was forced. It Cause that's forced. what they do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it, instead of doing that, it's like Eddie has no choice but to fall back on his only relationship that he can count and the only person yep. that is worth anything to him. And that's Venom. And well, I and Venom, so Venom cool. has to rely on him too, because he's, yeah. he's out of food and the symbiote or the, <laughs> the hosts that he keeps going to aren't eating fucking chocolate or brains. So he has to. So it's, <laughs> it's almost a, a sleepless in Seattle situation. Like we have to do this thing together. Right. 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 Um, however, Venom has the upper hand because, well, he's Venom. He's more of a dick than Eddie Brock. So, uh, anyways, while we're getting to this point in the story, a thing that you've seen also, also come up that we kind of glazed over is the red wedding has, is being curated. And that is carnage, uh, Cletus Cassidy and shriek. It's going to be three of us and we're going to have three guests I want the cop that shot me, which at this point we we kind of glazed over. We're not tell, retelling the whole fucking story, right? Which you find out that the cop that shot Shriek in the eye when she was escaping was Detective Mulligan. Uh, Detective Mulligan the yep. whole time. Uh, they want Eddie Brock because of Cletus Cassidy. He's the guy that put him in fucking the the uh, injection chair that or found that found the bodies that yep. he'd been hiding, and then. Venom is daddy. Yeah, I know. Uh, that. Which, I thought that was so good because yeah, it's true. Well, well, it is yeah. true. And he's like, dude, there's only going to be one of us. And he is, he is evil. Like carnage right. is not, is not on the fence about things. Like Venom is on the fence about things, regardless of his childish decisions at times. He's still on the fence. He, there was an opportunity earlier to eat the mugger's head. He did not. He just threw him, slam dunked <laughs> him into him a in fucking dumpster. dumpster. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Um, carnage you can see does not care about any of that. He is like, it's, it's us and them. So the red wedding set, which is shriek and Cletus being married. Carnage is just going along for the ride and wanting to build this. Okay. Well, it's a three for three situation. We want the detective. We need venom and we need Eddie Brock. And so all of this stuff is, is happening. We just talked about those events. Detective Mulligan is heading to Eddie Brock's and, by coincidence, he runs pulls, right into him. He pulls, which is cool though. I like yeah. how I like how easy they made that. It wasn't yeah. this like they're in the apartment and there's a skirmish. It wasn't that. He was like, oh shit. He whips up there. He's like, oh sh- oh shit, oh shit. Gets out of the car. Freeze, freeze, freeze. Fucking the evolution. Yep. Happens. He goes from Cletus to Carnage and he says, "Thank you very much. You came to me." Fucking trunks him. Okay. Well, who's the next? Who's the next person on the list? Shriek wants to. Get how do it. how do we lure? Yep. How do we lure Eddie Brock? What do we get that that he cares about? Well, we get Anna, his his ex fiance, lures lures him, and then well, where what are we left with? Well, we've got this building, this rekindled relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom. They're 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 singing Daisy on the fucking fence or whatever, and uh, they get a call from Doctor Dan. Dan. Yeah, yep. calls him and says, "Dude, they got her because he also got trunked." <laughs> <laughs> he did. He got he trunked by. Trunked. He got trunked and told. He got put in the boot, as they say. They're invited. Red. They're they're invited to the red wedding. Call and make the arrangements, and that is uh, essentially the the big bad, the big build up, the, the epic fight, for the yeah. climax, yeah. And so it kicks off with with a wedding. 
uh, or the attempt of a wedding. There's some funny they sequences. Got, they got a preacher there, which, which is, is really funny. funny. <laughs> which is funny. They got the preacher. They've got Detective Mulligan uh, restrained behind the behind the uh, altar. The altar. Uh, you've got on Anna in a, a casket, a casket <laughs> fucking like like t- uh, roped up. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She was re- restrained somehow. Both being. <laughs> genuinely stroked by, by the by the tentacles of mr <laughs> mr carnage um and then you you get the you you get the battle now there's a couple of see i don't want to go through the whole battle because that's like it's just too much to to try to explain but you do get some cool sequences one and, and there's there's two important things that happened outside of the the chaos that you see of the battle between Venom and carnage which is an awesome battle i i enjoyed it Oh, so but, good. One of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. There's two things that were important to, to me as the viewer. You from and actually you mentioned the scene earlier in the movie where Shriek yells when Carnage is going fucking haywire at Ravenloft before they burn the motherfucker to the ground. Right. We know that fire and loud noise fucks him up. And he threatened her at that point. Yeah. Well, you can see that there's some stuff because he grabs her, and I like that he does that. Uh, and if Andy Circus put that in there, that was so fucking smart because he grabs her before she even screams a couple of times. And it's like, you fucking bring your voice up because he wanted to, or she wanted to go kill the cop. And he's like, yeah, you can do that, but, but keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and, but what's cool about that is they're, they're doing these like uh, funny, quick expositions between Carnage and then bam, back to Cletus and, uh, Eddie Brock and Venom because there's this controversial each are having their own problems sure at this Venom this, is scared this uh, sequence yeah he's like it's a red one uh, anyways um, but the thing the third of of all of that that is happening is Cletus Cassidy's like dude I'm not digging what well my my uh, my my red bro is doing here like this isn't my shit and I like that though, because he's like, "What are you doing? Don't fucking touch her!" Because it adds to that. Yeah, like, oh shit, something's going on. Tension, inter- yeah. yeah, there's there's something going on internally. Um, and then of course hell breaks loose. Um, and then there's another scene in there that I felt was important, and that is Dan again did so because Dan actually is the one that helped with the MRI to figure out that noise is what fucks up with the symbiote because Dan's the one that did the MRI thing in the first one. In the first one that right, right, right. that actually launched venom out of eddie brock the first time but in this one he lit fucking venom on fire that's true and he's like oh fire 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 oh and fucking you know lit him on fire or your carnage yeah Yeah, excuse me excuse me yeah um which was cool to see him because he's the the dude's trying but he's not a fucking he's He's just a dude he's just a dude yeah you know um so that was important and understanding kind of those dynamics was and is even as we're talking about it is something that exceeded kind of the expectation. Like there is a lot more to this movie than just, Oh, there's these two CGI fucking dudes right. duking it out. It's like, no, they he, really he, good character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he's trying to show uh, that like there's, there's internal conflicts amongst both sides of the fence here. Um, some more severe than others that are going to have ultimate consequences that far exceed. Um, but ultimately that, was the demise of of carnage well and then there was that one one particular part in that scene you know you talked about the tension that been building between carnage and uh cletus you know with uh carnage covering her mouth and cletus not liking shriek's mouth yeah yeah 
covering Shriek's mouth and then Cletus not liking how he was, he was treating her and, you know, separating from Carnage a couple of times. But wasn't it, the way it was done, it was so true to character. And then it like reached a pinnacle when they were scaling the side of the building and Cletus came out uh, to protect. Oh, they were pulling apart. Yeah, to protect her. And Carnage was like, nope. And he shoved his ass back in him. And yeah. he's like, no, I run the show now. Yep. And so like it reached its its very obvious flashpoint in Carnage being like, nope, I'm the big dog. You're just the guy that I'm You're going I'm riding, for man. a ride. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah, so which was, was awesome, cool. though. That was very, very well done. Shriek, uh, which was also interesting because she just got fucking, she got dumbbelled, uh, literally dumbbelled. I didn't expect that. No, I didn't either. Like, I, was, I, was so I thought she was going to scream because she was I getting she ready was to. I thought she was going to turn coat as well. I thought right. Venom she, was going to be like, hey, we need you. Yeah, that's what, because they were right next to each other. And no, fucking Venom just like fucking backhands her. Doctor right the bell. Fucking hits the bell, but the bell does the sound and then she fell and, and then screamed because yep. it was coming one way or the other. Um, so that series of events and obviously that's where kind of the shattering starts happening and then the the conflict escalates um ultimately the symbiote gets separated from its host is what what happens i thought it was so cool that venom like he dropped down and ate the symbiote like a squid so good and then the next sequence which again was one of my favorite of the movie is (laughs) is cletus cassidy is standing there trying to a, a test his living is living sediment. I don't know what he was trying to do. Like, I don't, I mean, do you know what he was? Tra- what was he trying? He's just trying I, to, you know, he, I'm just a man or he, some shit. He, he was talking about how they were both murderers and, and, you know, like he, commonalities the, or something. The dude, or? the dude was like very poetic, or at least he was trying to be poetic through the whole thing. At least that character just of what, you know, is, and he, yeah, he's oh, writing shit, these actually, notes and poems. Actually, and stuff. hold on, hold on. Well, let me let me finish this because we forgot a really fucking sick ass sequence. A sick ass sequence. Yeah. So, anyways, he, he's trying to justify or reason with Venom. Ultimately, doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this guy. Bites his head off. The best ever. One f bomb in a PG thirteen yep. movie and, and perfectly executed mm. and bit Justice. his head off. Very good. Um, but we did we did forget something, and then there's there's one last segment of the main, and then we got to talk about the extra credit. Um, there, there was a sequence and, and I fucking loved it, dude. I, I think it was extremely well executed. There is a sequence and it was a part of the, it is a part of the postcard that was sent inviting Eddie Brock. Oh to, yeah, yeah. 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 I know what invi- you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. He was inviting Eddie Brock to that font, the sentencing, the, he was getting his lethal injection or whatever you want to say it was, um, Outside of the in- invitation, he Wasn't talked just about talking about him being was, a murderer, but it, it's like it was my my last heart stroke and talks real briefly about what has the reason he was created the way he was created or the foundation that was built. And it goes into this animated sequence with a 3D spin of Eddie Brock on one side of the table to Cletus Cassidy telling the story with this animation being displayed of him throwing his mom down the stairs. Grandma or grandma down the stairs, him throwing the hairdryer into his mom's bath. And the way they animated oh, the was, young it was, Cletus it, it was so great, dude. It looks so cool. Because it was like the a whole 3D thing. animation, but also like a sketch yeah, in yeah. red. It, that's exactly what it was. Uh, black and red is what it was. And so good. My dad beat my ass kind of situation. But Send me to it was like, what, a, house, what yeah. a 
fucking epic way to tell it. And it wasn't quirky. It wasn't like removing you from the situation that was being told because it was essentially a part of the postcard that was sent to Eddie, which you see at the table being faced at, in a 360 pan to Cletus telling it. And it was well brilliant, done. Brilliant exposition. And a lot of the times a movie will fall into the trap where when they're doing exposition like that, you know, to show you, where well, they, they they hard cut it and it's like they'll a childhood go to a scene. Call you know, yeah. and it'll be a ten minute flashback of what happened. Getting yelled at as a kid this, and grandma's like chair. It fit in the movie, and it was concise. It was well executed, and it was beautifully it was, animated, dude, and wonderfully explained. Yes, like yeah. it, it was. It was perfect. Everything it, it, that we it needed perfect. out of the thing. I know it was kind of a a bad interjection. We didn't do a good exposition from the end of the <laughs> yeah. movie back to the middle, but our, I, our I, exposition for, is not <laughs> as good as professional Hollywood writers. Surprise, surprise. No, but I had for for whatever reason it just hit me there. And I'm like, fuck, we can't miss that because that was oh, no, so was awesome. so so well executed. So, anyways, Venom bites the fucking head off of Cletus Cassidy. Awesome. And I'm so glad that they said, fuck this guy. He didn't even give his response to Cletus trying to plea or trying right. to give a comparison. Like, dude, we're the same kind of guy. Like, what's up, bro? Paint like this beautiful soliloquy. Yeah, he eats fucking carnage. Did That didn't taste good. And then he's sitting there looking at fucking Cletus like, well, you know, he's like, Fuck this guy. Dude, it's so pretty. It's who he is, though. Yeah. It's so true they to who he is. the character so well. Yeah, it's not this like, oh, Venom has heart now. Dude, he almost got killed 18 fucking times in the last three and a half minutes. Like, what are you talking about, motherfucker? Yeah. So the other thing that happened, though, is um, we had Detective Mulligan, who... That I, I didn't care for that one part where dude is all fucked up and he went up an elevator and then he's climbing up so a ladder. It's like, dude, just he doesn't need to go so far because that's what he did. Mulligan? Mulligan, yes. He escaped by getting in the elevator and then he went up the service elevator and then he was climbing on the platform and then he climbed up a ladder and God, then he was on another platform. Out of all that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know he was. And up, then he was wrapped up in elevated. the. Elevated. And then he, and then Shriek got him for a second. Wrapped him up in a chain. Wrapped him up in a chain. I ass. thought it was, that's what I thought yeah. too. Cause well, that's what she was gearing to do. Cause he was, he was roped up and she was pulling. Oh, and but carnage he landed on the up. bar. Yeah. That. He fell backwards and then yeah. carnage was scaling up the side of the cathedral. Um, anyways, which is more detail than we gave earlier, <laughs> but he, he got left alive. He fell on like an I beam of the unconstructed part of the cathedral and he was right. laying there. And as one of the sequences goes, he looks up and all of a sudden his eyes are glowing blue. And we don't know where that came from or if it was some kind of symbiote transfer that we didn't see or if shriek, Maybe bled on him or. Yeah. So, the, you know, because she's a mutant. She's also one of the first people that says, because in the sequence was I'm a mutant and my mutant abilities are getting too strong for this area. That's why she was getting pulled out. That was one of the first. She said that. Yeah, in the movie? she said that. Yeah. When she was talking to Cletus, when she got. The I'm ring. a mutant. Yeah. My mutant abilities are getting too strong. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you didn't see that? Uh, did I watch the movie? I don't um, know, man. I, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. I saw you. I saw you there, I, maybe fella. I, maybe I couldn't hear it over it, like but, but that doesn't mean. That yeah, but that there. doesn't mean that. Okay, let me let me be clear before you go and buy every X-Men entity in the world or what have, what have you, whatever her. Was Wolverine in this movie too? That I missed that yeah, shit Yeah, you too? missed Cyclops and the Sentinels came in and said <laughs> 
What movie did you even go and see, dude? Oh, shit. Wasn't there witches in this movie? No, dude, you went and watched Harry Potter, <laughs> the good Magoo and what have you. So anyways, the, the movie essentially ends on a high note. Oh, but before before oh, that, they, uh, you know, they're leaving the cathedral, Dan and Anna and, and, and Eddie Brock. And well, no, Eddie Brock, they're going on a detour there. Right. They're, they're they have met alongside the building with cop cars and emergency services. Right. But as as Dan and Anna are running away in, <laughs> in other directions, uh, Venom comes out and he says something along the lines of, "Is uh, Dan's actually an okay guy? Actually, he didn't do anything. Actually, he was kind of a hindrance." <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so a, awesome. As they're walking, as they're walking, uh, no, 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 because he's like, he's like. Uh, Take care of yourself, and and that was uh, Eddie talking to Ann, and then Venom came out and he says it to says it to Dan for no <laughs> yeah. reason, and he's like, "Well, actually, you he did help. No, he didn't help. Actually, he was interested walking which again, again though, it fits his character. It's like keep that wily goodness going because it's fun." And it, and it falls in suit. Like, don't lose that with that character. He's man. such a raw carnal character, like the Venom character and the way that he was written in both of these movies. Um, and then after that, they uh, Eddie Brock's sitting on a bench talking to Venom, you know, and Venom's kind of saying, sounding like he's, you know, ready to they go. They were going to part their ways. Separate ways. And Eddie's like, no, you know, uh, I love you or something. And they, they, yeah, you know, they were shared like a real talking about Don Quixote and yeah, yeah, yeah and, exactly. And this, yeah. In front of that statue. Yeah. Um, and then, then what with Sonny and Cher. Then oh, the next, then we, that's the end of the movie. Oh, they were on a beach. No, that's the cut. That's the end scene. No. Yeah, it is. You bullshit. That is the end scene. Listen, maybe I watched the movie this time and you didn't watch no, cause the, movie. the, the, that is, no, they were on the beach and Venom's head was sticking out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because, yeah. So he they went. His yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sand. So they went on a yeah, trip yeah. together and he was trying to fulfill Venom's wants. Oh, to feel what, the wind in his hair. Feel, yeah, yeah. He, wanted, he wanted sand in his toes. He wanted wind blowing in his hair. And he's like, well, I could only I could only do one part. Well, I guess we're not all perfect. Then. <laughs> but it was a good it was a good way to end the movie. It was. I, and I, I liked it, too, because, like, everything felt like it had a, a nice close. Like, Eddie and, and Venom's relationship was fixed. Dan and Anna well, it was went clean. on their separate like, like It was. It, it, like, it wasn't With shoddy. the exception of Detective Mulligan. Like, that was the only kind yeah, of... That, that that was a little, yeah, that was a little shoddy and untold. But it was clean. Um, you could see that the relationship, he's like, dude, here we are. Let's let's take some time off. Let's Let's do some shit. And then that is the end of the movie that's the end of the movie and then we go into the most epic tie-in to date you think it was the most epic tie-in because it's the only time we've ever had well yeah i guess that's true <laughs> i mean as far as in credits no like that we've had some pretty I, yeah massive. no i don't want to sit here and compare compare end credit scenes so do you want me to set up the end credit scene yeah, set up the end credit okay. scene. We'll, okay, we'll so well, well, so so as the movie ended, they're on the beach, right? And that's what we just explained. So naturally, he's the back end, at his hotel. Yeah, and so you, it starts off with, I believe, a Spanish soap opera of yeah. some dialogue between a gentleman and a, a pregnant woman, and it's it's panning out, and there's some stuff going on, and it goes to essentially Eddie Brock 
debating stuff with Venom yeah, on about the, the bed. Soap He's like, well, because he was yep. dishonest about yep. his his role here. Yep, and they're they're what appears to be in the same location that they left off in in the movie, and then some some dialogue kicks up of Venom essentially saying, you know, I've got sixty million light years of or some shit to show you and all of this. And he's like, Oh yeah. Wow. And he's like, yeah, well let's show you this. And then you hear some noises. The, he, his, his eyes start to flutter. Oh like yeah. He is going to yeah. show him something in his mind. Yeah. And then there's like this noise. And then all of a sudden the sequence, the lighting, the room, while it's the same room, it changes. It's like a digital like, glitch. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's actually, it's like a glitch transition that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something happened and he's everybody's under the impression to include us, the viewers like, Oh, Venom's taking Venom's him showing so, us yeah, doing yeah. something here. And he's like, no, that wasn't me sits up. And there's a, a humongous room. fucking swan towel. And he's like, <laughs> what is this? He's like, it's a big swan towel. He's like, no, this is not what I'm showing you. <laughs> and then you hear the voice as the, as the screen kind of pans back a little bit. You hear Jay Jameson's voice. Menacer hero, Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And then we see Tom Holland. Tom Holland's Peter Parker, Spider-Man. On the TV. And... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was so excited. Oh, dude. I I wanted to yell in that. I had had a Venom smile going on from ear to ear. It was like, oh, my God. Hearing J. J. Jonah Jameson was, was starting it. But I was like, dude, do it, do it, they're do gonna, it, do they're it, gonna, dude, they gotta do it. do it, fucking show it, show it, show it. And they showed it, and you get the classic, crazy, fucking Venom licked the screen. He did lick the screen. He's like, he's like, who is this guy? And he yep. licked the screen. <laughs> yep. And that is the end credit for Venom. How... And scene. <laughs> and scene. I mean, like, how fucking great is that, though? I, you know, I, I did a cursory look before we started up this episode just to look at articles. Because once I see a movie, then I don't, you know, care about spoilers anymore. And I want to know what other people's opinions are and, and what the hot takes are and the Easter eggs that I might have missed. So I did a quick Google search on on Venom. And uh, a lot of people are saying, man, you know, Venom was a pretty good movie but it was overshadowed by its own post-credit scene, which I, I can't disagree with. It was a good movie and I really enjoyed it, but man, that post-credit scene has got me so jacked. I'm but so that's excited. good though. Yeah, but that's yeah, good. No, it is. But, it's great. But that's good. That's, that was the lead in. Yeah. Cause there wasn't, but the only other lead in is, is uh, detective Mulligan dude. Yeah. There's no other lead ins. They did that intentionally. I know. I mean that like that is, in my opinion, if you want to play it well, play it well. And they did because it's like, oh, yeah, you thought maybe Detective Mulligan. Oh, wait. And then you see that and you're like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> they did what was once forbidden. They did what was once such spec. Dude, it's been speculation for since Tom Holland and Tom Hardy took on the mantles. Once those two characters were real, Venom and fucking and and the new Spider-Man came on. When it, are we going to get? I don't. I don't Spider-Man think. Venom? I don't think it would have been possible if Venom was R. 
No, who I, I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate that. I'm not, no, I I, I think it would have. No, no, no. I think it could have been. Um, uh, well, actually, I would I would say absolutely. Well, he it did say uh, absolutely fuck this guy could. and bite off his head at the end, and they're still oh, they're wildly numbers. different fucking movies, um, dude. If you watch a Tom, if you watch Tom Holland's, but but regardless, so we think it's safe to assume that Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, Venom is now in the MCU universe. He, uh, Do you think that would be a safe assumption? I, I, y- yes and no. I mean, yes, 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 he is. I mean, it is a safe, yes. To answer your question, absolutely. Okay. Because it wouldn't have been broadcasted on his regular television post whatever event that took place uh, had he not been in the same universe. So I know, I know we talked about this in our quick debrief outside the theater. Well, a quick debrief. We've been talking about it since we got out of the theater back to here. Uh, but. We're thinking that it's the Loki multiverse explosion that's that's caused this event, that's caused this melding of universes, right? Like that's kind of what we settled on. Yeah, well, yeah, because the well, we don't know the impact of what we've seen from the up and coming Spider Man because, like, he right. does. The, you know, we and this is all public knowledge. I'm not, we're not spoiling anything. Watch right. a fucking trailer. We know Doctor Strange does the spell the spell gets fucked up so it's either a symptom of the spell being fucked up and it's being broadcasted or it's before the spell is put out there because that that is possible too but how did he get there well the only way that we're aware of on how he could have got there was the loki stuff but we don't know is we don't think anything has impacted spider-man from loki because we haven't fucking seen any evidence to show right uh, well and then there's also like wandavision potential connections with scarlet witch you know trying to bring her dead sons back to life from another dimension or brings venom whatever the fuck yeah i mean so there's from- so many possible tie-ins i'd like to believe loki because we haven't seen anything that ties loki to anything yet so outside of venom currently there's no released Spider-Verse movies besides the Spider-Man movies, uh, one, one, two, and then upcoming three. Uh, and then the Venom movies, there hasn't been anything else released in the in the most current form of the Sony Spider-Man universe. None. Yeah, no. Because Morbius got delayed. It was supposed to be out. It's not, not so out yet. Do you think it would be a safe assumption then to say that Morbius, when it comes out, Craven the Hunter, when it comes out, are all going to be in the MCU, uh, at least at least as a proxy like Spider-Man is in the MCU right now. Yeah, I, I would say that's a safe assumption. Why not? Because the the great thing about the Spider-Man character that gain, gives it leverage, in my opinion, as opposed to some of these others, while, yes, he was in Avengers movie, while, yes, he was in this, that, and the other He's still a kid, man, and he can tell his own stories with with Sony at at the helm and Feige and, and Marvel kind of ushering kind of the back end saying, hey, yay and nay, kind of don't go too fucking out there because you have to meet our meet our minimum requirements for quality standards or whatever it is. Um, there's so much life left in that, dude. Like he has he such a long Tom Holland can get away, in my opinion, with this character and stories to be told for another decade. Right. And, and then and that that doesn't include like the the introduction of what we believe is going to come with Andrew Garfield and with possibly seeing uh, uh Toby Toby McGuire and possibly seeing the big spec recently and I, I talked to you about this on the way home 
a a uh, possible uh, first physical form of Miles Morales. Someone was uh, talking about casting uh, the kid from Stranger Things as Miles Morales. Mm. Oh, I've seen some other. I've seen some other casting. Some other fan casting. Yeah, there's there's a handful of. There's a lot of lot good of prospects lot of good, out there. Yeah, a lot of good potentials. But I mean, so so. There's so much that this character can play on. And that's that's one of the things that Spider-Man as the comic that and and the runs that have been so successful for so many years, um, the leverage that it has, because A, it's an icon, B, the stories are so uh capable of being told in so many different ways. Dude, I just thought of it. So we we've seen the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, right? In that trailer, what? Shut up! <laughs> what? <laughs> shut your your whore mouth. Uh, so in that trailer, we saw what we assumed was a Spider-Man uh, magician's outfit. Right? It had like kind of the black and gold. No, that's just the new. That's just that is not a Spider-Man magician. That's it's just like a new. Spi- it's like the sorcerer. It's like a new costume. No, it's yeah, sorcerer, it's sorcerer Supreme. One looks yeah, different than what? that. What are you are talking you about? No. No. Okay. Well, Anyways, keep telling your bullshit story. What, what is this, if, Fox News? What if? What if, <laughs> my dude? What if? Okay, here we go. Uh, Venom. That black suit. Is Venom. Come on. Come on. No, he had his mask off. Yeah, of course he did. If, so in Venom, we saw him with his, did, well, with you his saw, head down. You well, saw, you you saw, saw Spider-Man. You saw well, the old Spider-Man movies when Tobey Maguire. Oh, we are there. not talking about <laughs> Spider-Man 3. That is not Come a comparison. This did, is, but have you seen Venom with his with uh, Tom Hardy's head sticking out? No, but they do like the half-face thing. They do like the half-face thing. I don't like the half-face thing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'd love, I'd I, I don't mind it. I like, no well, face. I appreciate that they do it like because. characters with no face. <laughs> I, I like that they do that in a sense because it's not a fucking mask that you take on and off. Like the, what you're talking about is he had his fucking mask off and he's running around in a suit. That is not Venom. What we know about the uh, the up and coming Spider-Man movie is um, we know Doc Ock is in it for 100 percent. I mean, uh, unless you're fucking high on some shit and you're missing that part of it. Uh, we high spec for Green Goblin because the fucking gr- the Green Goblin grenade, which like, dude, it has to be because that's just stupid fodder. There is if you look at the comparison in Easter egg videos, you can watch the videos that show the same fucking grenade. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, like that's such Will- bullshit. Willem Dafoe, right? Yeah, William Dafoe. Uh, so you have those two, and the big the the big buildup is like they're bringing in a lot of these like sinister six characters. So while Venom, I don't believe personally that Venom's going to be a big character um, because he has to make an adventure. He's on some tropical fucking Island doing whatever they yeah. were doing. And if he has a draw to find Spider-Man, which clearly he does, he licked a television that, uh, you know, that's his draw <laughs> at the moment. Um, he has to make an adventure to that. And maybe he's not in it. Uh, maybe there's, an end credit. Maybe there's a sequence that's like, Hey, there's some shit going on in San Francisco. Maybe we see a news bleep in it saying San Francisco just went through some chaos. But meanwhile, back, you know, here, this is what's going on. Um, I don't know that he'll be in it to tell you the truth. Cause he doesn't have to be because there's so much going on. I do think there'll be references though. Honestly, I'm excited at the prospect. What if he's, the, what if he's throughout uh, what if he is uh, throughout uh, the Eternals? <laughs> what if, if Venom's in the Eternals? Venom, I'm like, wait, what happened? 
there. That would be a terrible like first <laughs> exposure of Venom into the MCU. It would if he be. was like in so, like he's so in fucking Ant Man for some yeah. reason. It's like, excuse like, me. Wait, what are we what are we doing here? No, I'm excited for the prospect of Venom Venom getting the big white spider on the front of his suit, man. Oh, the like the traditional like the classic the traditional. comic book white spider. Venom. Big, big Venom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another thing with that, uh, that sequence in the end credit scene. Uh, yeah. The big news is he's going to the MCU, but before when Venom was talking, he was talking about the hive. He was talking oh, about, yeah, yeah. you know, all of his, um, ancestry. We've, yeah. We've space. got whatever 60 million light years of shit that's happened. Technology and experience or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I know, I, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I know a big event in the comic books, uh, fairly recently was yeah. like Null the Conqueror or King, something. King in Black series is yeah, what it's called. Exactly. And so, then King in Black, I mean, like this is how big King in, there was so many different iterations of King in Black, right? You have the, the, the traditional where the main Null would have been King in Black, Wrath of Venom. Um, but you also had fucking Ghost Rider, King in Black. You had uh, Symbiote Spider-Man, King in Black. You like it, it's a big deal, so, and it was. Um, I, th- and and there was a lot of tie-ins. Too. That's the second hint for the the King in Black for the Null uh, series. Uh, I know you've been watching What If, mm-hmm. and you saw, I believe it was episode number two or three, the uh, What If T'Challa was Star Lord episode, yeah. uh, where he fought the Collector, and he had the Hella headdress on. And he was summoning was those. Cool. Dude, like, I love how they did the collector. Oh, in that. so cool, so man. So fucking, like, beast mode, Yeah, dude. filling the power void that yeah. Thanos left, uh, the, the vacuum that Thanos left. But uh, when he had that helmet on, he referred to the swords that he was summoning as necro swords, which apparently also has connection to uh, not only Null, uh, the Null the Conqueror, but also Gore the God Butcher. I was going to say Gore the God Butcher. So... Like Marvel is putting, they're laying down a few little seeds yeah. for this storyline yeah. to become a thing in the, in the series. I'm which, very excited. Which, yeah. Uh, Gore, the God Butcher was introduced in Thor, God of Thunder series issue, what, two or three. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the run on that one. When did that show up? Was that like a nineties or no, no, that was, I think 2014, 2016. Oh, so fairly okay. recent. Yeah, and it's only a 25, if I remember correctly. Actually, I do remember correctly. It's a 25 uh, series run. And, dude, it, that is a good fucking run because they don't know what the fuck is happening. You've got these cheerful Asgardians and you've got all this stuff going on. And then shit's like hitting the fan. There's a head that's sent over. Like, it's it's pretty graphic. Like, a head is sent over. Like, wait a second. Wait, what the fuck? There's a head here. And, oh, shit. There's only one guy I know that can that's ever been told the stories have been told that can i'm so excited he had a fucking god love and thunder man big I, dude that's christian wait. fucking bail too it's like that's not just some guy that's they got christian fucking bail yet playing. another chris for the uh marvel cinematic universe yeah yeah good got on evans anyways Pratt, we're we're going way off we're going way we off said we wouldn't do this, I know, I know. so 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 let's wrap it there guys that is venom Venom. Let there be carnage on the fucking Venom. OTE. Venom. I know we, I, I know we missed some shit, but I, th- I feel like we hit some high points. We gave you guys our thoughts, which are the only thoughts that really fucking matter for you watching this movie and what's to come. Exclusively, we just, my thoughts. Yeah, we just laid this out for you to play it out, man. So go to the theater, watch the movie. <laughs> 
December fucking, what is it? December 17th. 17th. You can watch Spider-Man. You know we're going to do an OTE on that shit. And uh, yeah, that's what we got for today's show. But before we let you go, as always, you hear us preach it every single time. Wash your ass crack. And then after you wash your ass, because you shouldn't be listening. You shouldn't be touching anything if, you're, if your hands are nasty. Wash your hands. Or your ass cracks nasty. Uh, make sure and hit that subscribe button. If, you're, if you've been a long-term subscriber, all we ask is share the content with friends, family, your neighbor. That's a great present. Oh, hey, shit. Grandma, Grandma, I know you like HGTV <laughs> and you like buying shit off there. Check this out. It's just like HTV. Bam! You're going to learn about Venom Carnage. You and Grandma are going to be talking about Venom and Carnage. Life is going to be so much better in your household. We got that for you. Or, well, I should say and or, make sure and drop a review on the podcast, guys. That really means a lot wait, for us. Wait, hold on. How how do you subscribe to the podcast? Let me the, do it real quick. <laughs> Audible pause. <laughs> Oh, I just did it. It was that easy. See that? It was done. He now did it with me, one finger. Now ask me why I wasn't subscribed before. That's well, shit. If you made it this far, if you made it in an hour and 12 minutes and you haven't subscribed yet, you are a very patient person. Because yeah. you can't even what come back. What are you waiting on? Exactly. Like, you should have made your decision. You should have turned us off by now or subscribed. <laughs> They're like, well, I don't know yet. I know. Hard telling. I mean, do I have to pay for this? When are they going to ask me for money? What's the What's the catch? I know. They, where's that Where's that credit card purchase coming in at? Nowhere. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Venom Two Let There Be Carnage on this episode on the Culture Jack Podcast for your listening pleasure. Hit him with the heat. Bye.